Hey everyone, I have a quick little study that I would like to share with you today entitled, Who is Your Teacher? Luke 6 verse 40. A disciple is not above his teacher, but everyone when he is fully trained will be like his teacher. If man is your teacher and all men are fallen and sinful, you will remain like that person, fallen and sinful. If the Spirit of God is your teacher, you will become like Him, holy as He is holy. You will put on the mind of Christ, because your fallen mind, which is like this world, will be renewed, which in turn will transform you to be more like Christ. You will crucify your sinful nature, because it is not you who lives, but Christ in you. John 14 verse 26, But the Advocate the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Leviticus 20 verse 26. Thus you are to be holy to me, for I the Lord am holy, and I have set you apart from the peoples to be mine. Holiness is the absence of the profane, or what man considers normal. So if man is your teacher and that fallen man considers the things of this world to be normal because he is raised in a culture that has fallen, in a religion that has fallen, in a church that has incorporated the world systems into it, then you will be fallen like that man and you will remain fallen like that man. But when the Holy Spirit is your teacher, you will know the difference between the holy and the profane. Another word for profane is common. 1 Peter 1 verse 13 to 16. Therefore, with minds that are alert and sober, set your hope on the grace to be brought to you when Jesus Christ is revealed at his coming. As obedient children do not conform to the evil desires you had when you lived in ignorance, but just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all you do. For it is written, Be holy, because I am holy. If we are obedient children, then we do the deeds of Christ. We do what the Spirit of God tells us to do, because we are obedient. We're no longer sons of disobedience who conform to evil desires, but we are obedient children of God who conform to His desires. And the Spirit of God will not lead us to sin. He will lead us to be holy as he is holy. That is not judgmental. That is not impossible. It is literally complete submission to the Spirit of God and obedience. That's all it is. Romans 12 verse 2, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good pleasing and perfect will. If your mind is not renewed, if you do not have the Spirit of God in you to renew your mind, then you will not be able to discern what is going on around you. And if you're unable to discern what is God and what is not God, then you will not be able to discern the will of God for your life. Galatians 2 verse 20. 
I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I may still live in this body, and I may struggle to crucify myself daily. Paul says he crucifies himself daily. But as a child of God, I need to understand that I am to crucify the flesh. Just like Christ was crucified, I need to be crucified so that it is not me who lives. It is not my flesh that lives. It is not my fallen desires, my fallen mindset, my identity that is in human things that lives. But it is in Christ. My identity is in Christ. It is Christ who lives in me. It is Christ who lives and works through me. It is Christ who is living and active in me. These things only come by faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. The Spirit of God is the Word of God. Christ is the Word made flesh. The Godhead is one, Father, Son, and Spirit. The Spirit of God is the Spirit of the Father and the Spirit of the Son. So the, the Spirit of God that teaches you, the Holy Spirit, is the Spirit of God, the Word made flesh, the same Jesus, the same Father. That is the same Spirit that unites them, that seeks to abide in you and change you into his image. The power to do the greater things that Jesus promised lies in becoming like your teacher if that teacher is the Holy Spirit. The disciples were able to go out and do the same miracles that Jesus did, Judas included, this is before Pentecost, because of who their teacher was. They were able to do the deeds of their teacher, who was Jesus, because they became like their teacher. A disciple is not above his teacher, but everyone, when he is fully trained, will be like his teacher. They were able to perform miracles because they became like their teacher. John 14 verse 12. Very truly I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing, and they will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father. When Jesus went to the Father, he sent a comforter. He sent the Holy Spirit. He sent his very own Spirit, the same Spirit of God that gave him the ability to do those deeds. <laughs> to allow him to teach his disciples that same Spirit of God that made him the Son of God despite the fact that he came in flesh. That Spirit of God is the same Spirit of God that you need in order to do the greater things. I have this theory that the greater things that Jesus is talking about here is to be born into sin. But because he puts his spirit in you to overcome the flesh, that is the greater thing that Jesus is talking about. Not signs, wonders, and miracles, but the greater thing is that when we accept Christ, when we choose to become a child of God and start to follow him and we're filled with his spirit and we are truly obedient and we truly crucify ourselves and submit ourselves daily to what Christ wants for us, to the will of God on our lives, if we do that daily, the greater thing is that despite our fallen nature, we will not sin because the Spirit of God in us will empower us to overcome that sinful nature.
Jesus was without sin because he was the Son of God. He was fully man and fully God. But the fact that he was fully God meant that he would never sin. We are not God. So in order for us to not sin, the greater thing is to learn complete obedience. Jesus didn't have to learn it. He was. He was fully obedient, even unto death to the cross. But when we learn that same kind of obedience, that same kind of full submission to the Spirit of God, I truly believe that is the greater thing that he promised we would do. Luke 9 verse 1 to 6. One day Jesus called together his twelve disciples and gave them power and authority to cast out all demons and to heal all diseases. Then he sent them out to tell everyone about the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. Take nothing for your journey, he instructed them. Don't take a walking stick, a traveler's bag, food, money, or even a change of clothes. Wherever you go, stay in the same house until you leave town. And if a town refuses to welcome you, shake its dust from your feet as you leave to show that you have abandoned those people to their fate. So they began their circuit of the villages, preaching the good news and healing the sick. This is before Pentecost. The disciples did what their teacher taught them to do. They became like their teacher in deed because of who their teacher was. They were able to perform the same miracles Jesus did, preaching the good news and healing the sick and casting out demons because of who their teacher was. So I ask, who is your teacher, man or the Spirit of God?